Hey everybody, it's me, Lucas, uh, is joined by always, uh, as always, with my friend and fellow homesteader, Eric. Uh, this is Broken Shovel, homesteading for a sustainable future. Uh, it's a bit chilly out there, and we, this week, will be talking about getting ready for winter on the homestead. Uh, and, and how things, that kind of looks different for the two of us. Hi, Eric. Hey, Lucas, how we doing? Oh, feeling rushed uh with winter coming so quickly all of a sudden um, yes and we we were chatting a little bit before the show about uh one thing that really needs to be done uh <laughs> that's uh hose bibs you kind of have to do that most of the country is uh drain them uh in my case i put a protector over them uh because of where they're located um, Eric, what do you do with your hose bibs? <laughs> well, actually, actually, previous what years that I haven't had chickens, I I let it drip. I I, I poorly installed my hose bib, so I get a dribble all winter, and I create a really nice little ice sculpture underneath my hose bib. But this year I probably won't because I leave the hose connected because I need to be able to water the chickens. Right, yes. Um, you know, and that is a technique that a lot of people use uh, in their homes to keep their pipes from freezing is to just... Is a slow let, drip. Is a slow drip. They'll, they'll yep, they actually recommend, they recommend to actually to do that if you are a snowbird and such to like, rather than just like drain the toilet... And make sure and leaves things on like a slow drip to it'll keep it'll keep things from freezing because moving water is much less likely to freeze. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, let's let's get into it. Uh, uh, today, if you're listening to on the day of release, is the 10th of October, 2023, and we will be talking real briefly here about the brief foliage, and uh, then what we each do on the homestead uh, uh, to get ready for winter. Yeah, because uh, it's kind of our months. harvest end of season, quote unquote, episode. Yes, <laughs> it's been a it's been a sort of a harvest se uh, series uh, unintentionally. Yes, um, I love it. Uh, so the foliage we were talking about yeah. this uh, also before the show. Um, the peepers were here. Uh, mm -hmm. They were the, here in full force. It but was yeah. It's I hear much snow to look was at. bad. Yeah, and it was yeah. It was a really poor foliage. I always hold my. I hold my breath on saying anything about it being a possible poor foliage year because I've had years I've said it and then all of a sudden it's just like everything changed at once and it's like ends up being gorgeous. This year was not the case. We had a lot of browns out there this year, slow turning trees, uh, and just not wasn't it wasn't the gorgeous foliage that we are used to. Right. And there was uh, at least three factors here, right? The Mother's Day frost, which comes up on this uh, show so often, uh, yep. really, you know, slowed down, if not um, completely uh, stripped trees uh, early mm -hmm. in the spring. And then, of course, uh, excessive rainfall this year. And Yeah, and, and then, then we, had, we had a really dry start and yeah. end to yep. the seasons this year because we had a very, a very dry June. Well, mm -hmm. earlier early June dry, and then and then we had September was extremely dry. 
Alarmingly so. I was I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was watching the river. And how quickly the river dropped was just like, wow, we really do need to get some rain, which we got rain, but we probably got a little too much rain the last two days in some spots. Yeah, uh, yeah. I measured almost two inches up here uh, in the last 24 hours. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it kind of came and went. Um, mm-hmm. Now, and I know, like, living here... <sighs> It's it's almost like a pastime to complain about the leaf peepers. Yes, uh, you know it's, I, I, you know they clog up the gas stations. They're they're everywhere. They they're are everywhere. So they are slow. They're rude to our service workers. Yeah. Uh, Reddit was very very angry this year about the peepers. Yeah, there was a lot subreddit. of subreddit because I mean for so like. The, the the individuals who come up here need to understand that our restaurants, our gas stations are not equipped to deal with hundred, hundreds of people a day coming in. We are used to, like our pizza places are used to 10, 15 customers on a weekday. Yeah. Whereas like during peeper seasons, we got hundreds of people coming in and it's hard to scale up. There's also a lot of people on, at least on the subreddits, asking, hey, like, where's the best spot to look? And it's like, it's Vermont. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And the problem is, like, people were complaining. It's like they'd they'd get these, quote-unquote, Instagram-perfect routes and then take their one snapshot – and then just spend the rest of the trip like complaining about all the traffic and how <laughs> and how Vermont is, and it's just like, well, stay off of those like well-known spots. Go off the beaten path. Like, yeah, I, somebody I commented like, what happened to the days where you would just pop open your almanac and just point to like this spot might be good to see pretty colors. Let's just go <laughs> drive out there. <laughs> And it, yeah, and um, you, you kind of reminded me of one of my favorite—I uh, don't know—I don't want to call it a quote anecdote. It's you are not in traffic; you are traffic. Yes. And and when you're coming to uh, areas where people are trying to get to work, make deliveries, uh, uh, things like that, you are traffic. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's sorry, it's it's hard to staff. Uh, you know, it's for a, a weekend, essentially. Yeah. Um, you can't, we can't plan. We do our best. Uh, be nice. There was <laughs> there was a woman, uh, I told you I went to West Lebanon, New Hampshire on Friday. Yep. And I had dropped uh, one of my reusable grocery bags uh, going into the store. <clears throat> and on my way out, I spotted it next to the car. Yeah. And like was like, oh, there it is. Cool. And picked it up, and this woman with with out of state plates. What do you call them? White plates. Uh, yeah, the that, white that's... plates. Yeah. <laughs> she looks at me and goes, "Is that yours?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "Well, it it is from a local restaurant." Yeah. Uh, anyway, um... I'm shooing the woman. This is me shooing the woman. <laughs> like, no. And I, you know, I I try so hard to be uh, graceful in public. And, um, you know, and she had a kid with her, so I, I couldn't just, you know, lean into her, but man, did I want to. Uh- yeah, it's, <laughs> they are a special bunch. They come, they, they come 
We love them for their money. We don't love them for their personalities. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but yeah, please come back and hand us your cash. Yes, um, please do. Come spend your money here. Don't buy a house here. Please don't do that. Just come visit. <laughs> Head over to the Freeverse Farm Shop. There's some delicious hot sauces there. You can do that and uh, pick up a couple other things there too. They yes, Vermo- yes, yeah. Freeverse Farm. If you are Freeverse Shop is a great spot for our out-of-staters that listen for picking up a bunch of local goodies. Yeah, it really is. There's so many goodies there. Um, and, uh, uh, well, I'll have more about that towards the end of the show. Um, but anyway, a shameless plug. Uh, let's talk about the homestead, Eric. Let's, yes. Let's sort of... I, I, in, in getting ready for winter, for me, there's a... It sort of comes in fits and starts, and and uh, it, for me, really, it starts with my wood delivery in June. <laughs> that is my first thing, and uh, I get wood, and I'm stacking, and I'm counting, and I'm sort of calculating and thinking about last year, and you know, it's a drawn out chore, a, a lot of lifting, a lot of moving during a very warm time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, I got my. All of my wood delivered just before the floods, uh, uh, and the road to my town washed away. Yeah. <laughs> and, so we uh, used to have a tradition in our family was uh, before my grandfather passed, uh, we would go down. He got his wood delivered early. He gets his delivered up by Easter, or did, oh, wow. sorry, past tense. Yeah, uh, yeah he used to get <laughs> all me. of his wood would deliver before Easter, and then the fit all me, my sister, my mom, um, our partners at the time, and would all go down there, and we'd have Easter Easter supper down there, and for during the day while waiting for the food to cook, we would stack all of Grandpa's wood. Oh, you know, I've always had a hard time um, uh, stacking wood with other people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I've got a vision, and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, my grandfather was the one who had the vision of, yeah, you do a, you do the back and forth stack there, and then fill in to the to the end of the garage. That's so, it. So you're talking about the crisscross for breathability? Yeah, or, yeah, the, or the crisscross. Yeah, the crisscross will also for the stability and to hold the pile up. Right. And then yeah, and then just regular like side stacked the rest of the way. I did all crisscross uh, this year in the shed, and then I have two regularly stacked uh, stacks outside of the shed uh, this year. So uh, I've, I've got about six to six and a half cords stacked up this year, and am really, really, really trying not to start a fire. Oh my gosh! Because this morning it was forty degrees out, but it was like Ooh. it was still really warm in the house. My house was yeah. My house is well sealed. I don't have to. That's one of the things I don't have to do a lot of, of like putting plastic on the windows and all that stuff because I have really decent storm windows that are not not that drafty at all. Well, and let's start there. Let's talk about drafts and um, sort of getting the house ready to hold the heat in. Now, you don't primarily heat like with wood like I do. No, I have, have I have an oil and I have a central heating system, so I have ducts throughout and whatnot. Uh, the way my house is designed is they put not most of the vents in a manner that they work as a uh, air dams for the drafts. 
Okay, that's because they're cool. all, all the vents are underneath windows. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, our house is divided basically into three sections because we have a new construction portion, uh, and then the old construction set, old seventeen eighties, right? And in yep. the middle of all of that is the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, so functionally, in the winter, we shut down the 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 old part of the house, uh, except for like I'll put a space heater in the office here uh, when I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and otherwise, I stay by the wood stove because uh, that is our one and only source of heat, except for a couple of space heaters. Yep. So I will admit that I broke down and I let my furnace kick on a couple. What was it? Two weekends ago, when we had what? that really cold snap, we had that almost when it when it got to fit like the whole day was on, was fifty degrees. That night it got into the high forties. That night I was just like, nope, a little too cold for me. I'm, I'm going to turn on the. I, I, I turned off for one night, just the one <laughs> night, and then I turned it back off. And now I'm just like, nope. It's like it's staying just warm enough today. Like I'm going to go uh, use my chainsaw to uh, chop up some wood today because I I did not get a delivery of wood. I I unfortunately was budgeting, and because I don't primarily heat with it, the three to four hundred dollars for seasoned or kiln dried wood which is one of the local guys has mm. uh i was not in the budget this year uh, i might be able to toss you a couple logs oh uh, i've got a few i got some logs to chop up and i got some stuff to cut down out in the woods that'll 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 get me through so uh, well one of the things that i do after um you know, sort of getting the firewood is because it's an old house, we have to identify drafts and mitigate these drafts uh, before it starts to get cold. Um, and then sort of uh, at the same time, we're repairing any damage that may have come from the previous winter. Uh, because it is an older house, there's always sort of something that went wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg has been working on the storm windows all week. We found uh, some opportunities there. Uh, one that we've just like struggled with for the longest time and we just thought it was broken. Meg looks at it and she just goes, "It's it's upside down." <laughs> the people that installed it installed it upside down, so we just nice. you know popped the screws out, flipped it over, put it in, recocked it, did the whole thing. And you really have to you know be aware of your drafts. Mm-hmm. Um, energy costs are going up in, from oil to wood to every. I mean uh, you know just uh, natural gas and other areas. Yeah. Um, so it's important to sort of identify those drafts. And if you're in uh, Vermont, you you better know what efficiency Vermont is. Yes, because um, you can also get – you can write off some of those those uh, projects you do to insulate and make your house more efficient can be ri- like written off on your taxes. Like, Yeah, I wish I, wish I could write off uh, my catalytic converter replacement on my wood stove, <laughs> but I can't. Um, and then it's just sort of like two months of blissful ignorance, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, know, yeah. Wait, like getting, you, you have that rush at the end of September into early October, get everything ready. Cause it's, it, it looks like it's coming. And then, uh, then it's a slow rollout to the first big storm, which you'll hit usually around start of December is when we'll get the first big storm that actually has significant sticking around snow now yeah and and it's it's sort of in this interim period of september and october where i get really busy um you know uh 
switching out clothing <laughs> from storage, um, covering wood that didn't fit in the shed, uh, the storm windows already talked about, hose bibs we've already talked about, um, obviously we're canning and preserving, mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to like food and water, I think you and I have very different emergency planning going into winter. Um, mm-hmm. We start buying one month of groceries at a time and using and relying less on our freezer uh, and more on canning and drying. Uh, because if we lose power out here, I mean, we've been through some pretty devastating power outages uh, yeah. out here in the winter. Um, gosh, it was two or three years ago. I mean, we just were spending all of our time in full clothing, in the bed, under as many blankets as we could, with the dog between us, just just like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that was when we had a pellet stove, so we were Ooh. very, very reliant on power. Um, yeah. Uh, but so now, like, you don't really have to, I mean, other than... Like probably for your, for the kids, you gotta like make sure they have jackets that they probably won't wear anyway. Yep. Um. <laughs> no, I bought uh, last year at the start of the season, or was it was the first winter we had Target. I bought some decent jackets for both of them that were just like go pick out a jacket, whatever you want, and they've just had the same ones. This be the, I think the third, second or third season we've had them. I don't know. I've lost nice. track. But yeah, they've got their they've got their jackets. I've got my jackets. I've got I we 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 were really well geared up from previous years and such. So mm-hmm. I like other than buying a new pair of snow gloves, which thank you the ones this I year. I actually got those really nice ones last year. Yes, <laughs> that are actually they are really nice. Uh, I really like them. Uh, they aren't. Are we so yeah, about I don't Vermont have glove company. Yeah. The uphill yep, the skiers. Skin. Yep. Yeah, the goat, the goat skin ones. Yep. Yeah, yeah they're, they're really kind of my, my favorite winter chore glove. Yep. And like, um. I don't have, I mean, I don't have to switch out my clothes because I don't have a lot of clothes. <laughs> and <laughs> what, I, do I mean, you, basically, what do you use for a jacket? Out of curiosity. Um, I have a, I have a, uh, what is it? A, nor- no, it's a, it's the one I, I got a co- one from the com- from the company. Honestly, oh, it's, it's, okay. a, it's a really nice, uh, good uh, weather or waterproof, insulated, like professional looking jacket that I wear ninety percent of the time throughout the winter, <laughs> and then the other ten percent of the time I have my oversized orange snowboarding poncho jacket that I love. Nice. I. Uh... I generally, so for chores, you know, like getting out there and being in the snow for a long time, plowing the driveway, that kind of stuff, because I'm exposed. Yeah. Uh, I'm, um, I have one of those giant black Carhartt Extreme jackets, which I've had for four years and still looks brand new and acts brand new. Mm. I need to get it to break in somehow. It drives me bananas. Yeah, I've got uh, a... <laughs> I have actually, so I do have a special jacket for that. So when I was, for a long, long time ago, when I was in the Navy, they actually, uh, they, they, they gear me up. They gear you up. They give you basically every piece of gear you could possibly need, mm-hmm. including a really nice winter coat that is like my mice camo, has this great quilted liner I can put into it. Uh, and that is my winter, my out, my work 
jacket. Uh, so what do you what do you do to prepare if there's an event coming? Do you worry uh, about much? I make sure that I've got some. Like I said, I didn't get. I haven't. I didn't get wood last year either. So I usually make sure that I have um, a supply of things to burn. <laughs> uh, I had a large scrap wood pile last year when we had the storms. Um, I don't have a scrap wood pile anymore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I basically like I will take my. So last year to prepare, I took my skill saw, and or circular saw. And chopped a bunch of boards up into burnable lengths, nice. and got those ready. Um, I make sure I make a quick. I'll, I'll potentially make a quick run to the store to get things like uh, extra milk, extra bread to make sure we have those things. Um, I have to worry less about food because I have the propane, so right. I can I can just like yep, my stove works during. The, I I just don't have a pilot light. So no I can deal. I can pretty well cook. Um, water does become an issue because I do have well water. Um, mm -hmm. During the storm last year, I was very reliant on taking uh, snow and putting it in front in in a pot in front of the fireplace and just letting it melt down and keep adding more and more snow to it until I got a full pot of water. Yeah, yeah, that's we uh, we pick up uh, inexpensive five gallon like refills for uh, uh what do they call them those water dispensers and oh yeah yeah, stuff. yeah uh hannaford has them actually pretty inexpensive but they're unfortunately not recyclable mm -hmm. um so i what i end up doing uh is cutting the narrowing tops off of them and saving them for uh things like an early frost or or uh oh, yeah, late frost they and they fit right over so many plants at that that growth height uh that it's they're really handy to have around yeah, nice and i'm actually using the top portions now to build a water filtration system uh that will sort of funnel through each stage that needs to be staged so i'm actually i'm i'm able to reuse them but unfortunately not recycle them Nice. Yeah, we. Yeah, so I'll keep four or five gallons of water around. You know, one's in the bathroom to flush the toilet. Um, the other ones are for washing dishes and drinking. Um, yeah, me and the kids are really well. We've we've we just gone through so many outages growing up that it is just unless you uh, unless you're doing number two, right and. You do not flush the toilet because you get one flush. Right. <laughs> but I have yeah. two toilets, so we're able to kind of make it work. I'll have two toilets this winter. Yeah. Uh, give me a couple weeks. I'll have two toilets. Um, yeah, we don't... I mean, we have to literally prepare to be trapped. We. Yeah. We... Uh, it's it's one of those things and you know some of our wild speculation about what the weather is going to do this winter I think it's an even higher likelihood we're going to have extended power outages and extreme difficulty traveling I'm um, I'm um I'm I'm on, on the opposite side I think that it's it's going to be too warm well, this is what my concern is, Eric, is, is that it will be too warm. Uh, looking at a previous El Nino year uh, when I lived in the Adirondack Park, um, w which would have been about 
98, I think. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, we, the 98 storm, the ice storm. Yeah, you know, it was a fairly decent snowfall all through the year. It was never really too cold. It was winter, but man, that ice storm really did so much harm. And oh, it I did. I drove in it, and Ooh. I because <laughs> I was a dumb twenty-year-old. Um, yeah, and but but with with the Green Mountain Power in our area, um, I know you have to deal with a little bit of WEC stuff out, up your area. Uh, but Green Mountain Power has done so much work with the Make Ready that, like, short of some of the the un, an unusually large trees that are along the roads. The poles are high enough and spread out and are close enough to the roadways and they clear enough that I'm less concerned of, like, the branches and the stuff that used to cause such widespread damage Yeah, being so damaging. And we've also had a... We're coming off a winter of a lot of damage being done and a summer with a lot of damage being done that I feel like a lot of the quote-unquote weaker branches that would normally cause our outages down. Are, are already knocked down. Well, that, like, I'm, more wor- I'm more worried about like the yeah, the roadways than I am about power this year. But that's me being me being optimistic and thinking it's going to be a really rainy year. I don't even think it's going to be an icy year. I think it's not going to get... I think it's going to... I feel like the temperature is going to hover between the low to high 30s for most of the winter i don't yeah i don't think we're gonna see much of anything uh through thanksgiving uh but, oh god uh, no it's gonna be a warm thanksgiving yeah uh but after after that it's gonna be i, I i'm i'm thinking about february mm. um but uh yeah, yeah and, january's always colder february's always wetter march can be a mix of everything you never know. Uh, what do you have to do for equipment, outdoor equipment? You, um, you have to put things to bed? And, yep, I, had um, a, I put my lawnmower to bed. Uh, basically, I make sure that I drain off as much gasoline out of it as possible because lovely ethanol gets uh, sticky when yep. it gets cold. Yep. Yeah, and uh, eventually we'll turn the whole pot of brew to water, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yep, it'll, uh, uh, yeah, it'll gum up everything. Uh so yeah, I get the the lawnmower. I get ready. Uh, sometimes I change the oil in the winter or in the in the fall. Sometimes I change the oil in the spring. Uh, I think I change. I, I did not change the oil in the spring, so I'm going to change it in the fall this year. Yeah, you just got it running the, in the spring. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that I remember wasn't that. correctly. Yes, I did. Once I swapped the battery out, it was. And I, I what else did I have? To, I did have to do something else. I can't remember what though because it was oh a belt you had a problem with oh a belt. I had the belt yeah I had fun with fun with belts which <laughs> yeah it wasn't the engine that had issues it was all the other stuff yeah um, I gotta try to get my snowblower running again and if I can't I have to budget getting a new snowblower which I may go start looking on eBay and Craigslist because I would love to get the snowblower attachment for my lawnmower right. Okay, those are really cool. Those are really cool. A Cub Cadet actually stopped making them. No kidding. Yep, I, I checked their website last year because I every year around this time of year I start looking, mm-hmm. and yeah, they stopped. They discontinued them on their at least on their website. They're no longer there. 
you should look into um, which manufacturing line your Briggs and Stratton is, because a lot of the same stuff happened with John Deere at about the same oh. time, and uh, there's some compatibility um, oh, between yeah. between things. Because I was yeah, a lot of stuff. It's a matter of it's a lot of the bolt settings are the same. It's just a matter of finding the right size belt. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so I have to. I've already taken my brush cutter off because that chore is done for the season. Um, leave the three-point hitch on, and I have a rear blade that I use for scraping. Yep. Um, I have to take the cutting edge off of the bucket loader, and so that I can push with uh, with the bucket loader to yep. move snow. Um, put all the lawn mowers to bed. And maintenance on the snowblower, which Meg uses uh, for, you know, she helps me out with the detail stuff that I can't really get to. With the uh, tractor, yeah. With the tractor. She she does the paths and, uh, you know, the edges and cleans things up and makes it a little bit easier for us. Uh, this year, we're taking down a small tree that we uh, think is, and you're helping me with this, uh, yes. contributing to an ice patch in the driveway. Mm. Um where most people who visit us in the winter slide off of the driveway. So we're doing our best to help out our friends and neighbors. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, it's, it's, it's really about that mental preparedness for us. Yeah. Uh, we start mainlining vitamin D. We start, uh, you know, convincing the cat that it's going to be okay to use the litter box um, and, you know, things like that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, what I'm, uh, another the big, a big one for me is always just cleaning up the yard in general because yeah. I have to make sure everything is picked up and put away in a way so I don't hit it with the snowblower when we get a heavy snow because when you get a heavy snow it becomes a it becomes a fun game of risk on oh dear oh dear what did I leave in the yard that I'm going to hit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my first year here uh, with the, or well, our, it was our second year here, first year with a snowblower. Uh, no, first year. We did have a snowblower, sorry. Um, I did hit a garden hose and wrapped uh. that sucker right around. And I cannot tell you, I must have 15 uh, of shear pins in my shed because of <laughs> that one incident. I'm just like, yep. you got to have a shear pin. Oh, you've you always got to have shear pins. Lots of sheer pins. Just be ready and be prepared. And I think that's kind of the point to a lot of this is that, you know, being ready and being prepared and, and being mentally prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Meg and I you will download movies onto a device and we'll have all of our battery packs and just ready to kind of move the couch a little bit closer to the wood stove and, and that's it. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, just... I've got the board games. I've got a – you've seen the pictures of my library. Yep. I do yep. I do a lot of hard copy reading. Um I have a lot of adult coloring books. It's one of the things my favorite things to do when it's uh when the power's out and I have nothing else to do, I like to I will that's the one of the only times I will actually like actively make an make an attempt to color. Okay. Well, Meg is, you know, so creative and such an like a brilliant artist. She'll just sit there and make dress after dress if she can. <laughs> yep. So, uh, I'd wait till you see the upgrade to our book situation. Um, nice, nice. I I think that's it as far as preparing for winter. What do you say? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much yeah my st- my yeah. So other than other than yeah, picking stuff up, making sure I have 
room in the garage to park the lawnmower in there because last year I let it get buried under the snow. Which, <laughs> honestly, like as long as you're not salting your your pathways and whatnot, it actually doesn't hurt the lawnmower to get buried in the snow. No. Actually, my old my ranger, we used to just let ba- get buried in the snow every year because it once it's iced in, ain't yeah. nothing touching it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't ice. Uh, we don't salt. Uh, you know, unless we absolutely have to. Uh, we made a mistake last year with placing a wood pile close to the front door mm. without thinking about the path of the sun, and uh, yep. uh, ended up with a really nasty ice patch. And and you know, we won't do that this year. Yeah. So. Um, I don't, didn't really hear much from, uh, uh, oh gosh, I'm seeing emails from people. Speaking of emails, uh, your sister. Yeah, my Jessica. Sis. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, endocrine systems came up in last week's episode and we got an email from Jessica. Uh, I, and you know, I don't mean to make fun of her because I don't know her really only through these emails at this point or any stories you have told me, but she has a certain intensity to these emails when she, when she emails me, Uh, like there's, there's not like all caps or anything about that, but there's just a vibe where I feel like she is like, she's hitting those keys a little, little extra hard maybe. Um, so she cleared up what an endocrine system is for us, uh, and it's what controls your hormones. The organs that are included are your pancreas, adrenal glands, uh, she tells us where those are, thyroid, thymus glands, and, uh, and your sex organs. And in case you didn't know what your sex organs are, she lets us know too. Uh, <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, endocrine disruptors are linked to male and female reproductive disorders, obesity, diabetes, neurological problems, immune and thyroid disorders, as well as osteoporosis, Parkinson's disease, and hormone-related cancers. Uh, So thank you for clearing that up, uh, that, in fact, endocrine disruptors are bad. Yes, I, I that, do. Take... That's her. That's her ad to me was that I am right that when I in saying that they are bad. <laughs> well, and, and I want to address that because yeah. the way she wrote that made it sound like I was saying they were good. <laughs> <laughs> and I. <laughs> so, but yes, and and uh, lovely picture of some beautiful <clears throat> compost, and she's canning. Uh, or has canned by now, you can confirm, Eric, 20 pounds of tomatoes. Yes, I have um, actually not heard about how the tomato adventures went. Uh, uh, do you know, um, what did she do? Did she do a bulk pickup from a farm stand or yep. something like that? Nice. Yep, either, nice. either a, a, a CSA from somewhere, like she's got, she knows enough people that that somebody might have called her and said, hey, blah, blah, somebody didn't pick up their tomato CSA for... For right. something, and then boom, she got the twenty awesome. pounds of tomatoes. That's great. So thank you as always. Um, now, are we doing our anxiety minute here, Eric? Yes, we're we, gonna do a quick we... anxiety wrap up. We like. <laughs> we're gonna be so. We, we've been trying to. We've we've listened to our listeners, and we're trying to do. You know, things a little bit more uplifting, a little more practical uh, than us, like getting like really upset about things. Um, Probably not this week, but possibly next week. We're going to start a bonus segment, probably exclusively on YouTube. Uh, we'll call it the Anxiety Hour, but it'll only be about 15 or 20 minutes long. Yeah. Um, and, but we're going to kind of talk about 
issues every week in brevity uh, before we close out the show. So um, what do you got for us there? So the first is the uh, the so there is there is flooding going on in in the northern hemisphere from from New York to Scotland to India uh, and in uh, Indonesia. There is flooding just going all going crazy because we are in El Nino. Um, But the uh, so the in Sweden uh, because of the flooding, they had an, a massive landslide. Uh, I think it was one confirmed dead. Uh, but the, uh, the the images from Sweden are they are intense. It is uh, the, you can see chunks of highways that are shifted about like a probably a fifty to sixty foot section of the highway is just pushed about 30 yards to or more just down the hillside and it's funny because the way they the way it broke up there's actually another piece that lines up so it's like if you have an all-terrain vehicle you could just follow the path through (laughs) through all all the destruction i looked at some photos of that highway and it almost fell into this sort of uncanny valley uh situation for me where i'm looking at it and i'm like this isn't real this can't possibly be real kind of like looking at pictures of, of you know massive earthquake devastation you're just like how is this even that's what possible? i thought it was at first i thought it was an earthquake damage first just because uh the what is it the, the kind of earthquake where it's the two plates are sliding left to right and break yep. and kind of pull the road roadways in just either direction yeah but this was not that this is like the earth underneath just kind of said nope i'm giving out yeah. And yeah, moved everything down and just yeah, I, I I couldn't believe the pictures when I first saw them. Just like that that doesn't something doesn't look right there. <laughs> well, and and this is again something we come back to uh, time and time again on the show, and uh, that this is going to affect people's abilities to get to work, to get to emergency services. Mm-hmm. Uh, supply chains are going to be affected. Yep. And, you know, these these emergency planning and preparedness needs to come, come into play. Yep. And you have to be able to logically approach a situation like this as an individual or a family and, and, mm-hmm. and say, holy moly, massive, devastating event. Uh, yeah, because- and... Out there, unlike, unfortunately, unlike here that we have, I, I hate to call it that, a rat's nest of goat trails where it, yeah, if one way's blocked, unless you have like a one way in and out situation, like there's seven or eight different ways to get from point A to point B out there, there does not seem to be that same level of roadways where it's no, there's really like one way in and out, and that is a main thoroughfare where an entire there's an entire city that is now going to be cut off for a few months until they mm-hmm. get it fixed. Yeah, it's devastating, and mm-hmm. um, you know, floods. It's floods and landslides. I mean, <laughs> what, yeah. are we, what are we supposed to do? Yep. <laughs> So, uh, keeping on with the flooding theme uh, and bringing it back a little more locally, which this is why I'm assuming Lily is not with us, is because, so, New York between, so earlier in the week, they got about six inches of rain, and it's 
it flooded the city. Bronx was underwater, among other places. Um, the and subways then, were. Oh, the subways oh, were just full. Yeah, and water just spraying out between tiles uh, yes. and the walls. I was just, you know. Yep, it was. Uh, and then uh, on the, the, the weather event that we got yesterday, New York got on Friday, and they got another eight inches of rain on Friday. Unbelievable. So yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen many pictures from I saw the ones from earlier in the week, but I did not see many from Friday's flooding, but I assume it was as bad, if not worse, in areas. And then uh I saw a number uh so they're actually predicting that the storms that hit New York and us in turn are more likely to be twenty percent wetter going forward due to climate change el nino out of the equation el nino out of the equation just climate change 20 percent wet wetter storms jesus yeah i measured uh 1.8 inches uh so just yeah i did not check my my local state my weather stations that are nearby i should do that well i'd be curious um but I have yeah. one more ins- climate anxiety. Oh, yes. Anxiety is uh, the the water in the Amazon is oh, reaching a hundred plus degrees, and it is causing a massive die off in uh, the river dolphin population, and well, just most in general, fish populations in the Amazon are dying off in droves right now because of the extremely hot water so we will be uh in next week's episode touching upon uh one of these if not all of these stories Mm -hmm. what do you think eric yeah i think we'll be touching on yeah i think because i wanted we should do el nino and what that means going for the for the upcoming okay and that but we are also yeah Going to be yeah, so we're going to talk about El Nino and winter, uh, which we ta- yes. chatted very briefly about. I'll get some more statistics about how cool I was driving in an ice storm when I was twenty, and uh, we'll pull together some uh, uh, some of the long term forecasts. Uh, one thing uh, we're going to also talk about next week, which is kind of fun, is we're going to be talking about the winter skies. Uh, we have yes. clearer skies when it's colder, so uh, star events lunar events uh, mm-hmm. and planetary events are much more fun to watch. So we're going to be running through a list of what to expect uh, over the course of winter here in the Northeast. Yep. So other than that, I think we're going to take a break and Eric and I are going to come back together. We're going to record our other show, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Dollar Tree. I almost did it. Uh, <laughs> which will be out on October 11th. Uh, so if you like us and you want to hear us uh be nerds about uh tv shows and movies and comic books and and the rest you can just search for hitchhiker's guide to the dollar tree uh wherever you get podcasts eric as always thank you for your contributions yes (laughs) all right